the root meaning for the word victory means success. So victory really means success, right? Psalm 100, verses 1 and verse 2 says this. It says this in verse 1. Look what it says. It says, shout joyfully to the Lord. All, all the earth. Serve the Lord. Watch this. With gladness. Turn to your name and say, with gladness. Come before him with joyful singing. I want to talk about this morning, your victory is in your praise. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for your promises. Thank you for what you have provided to us all this week, Lord. You've given us life. You've given us strength. You've given us um, a sound mind. You've given us the activities of our limbs so that we can come here into your presence. Today we ask that you'd forgive us all of our sins. Clear our minds and hearts. Holy Spirit, have your way in this place. Lord, I ask that you'd use me for your glory. Hide me behind the shadow of your cross. Allow me to preach with clarity, conviction, not make it personal, but to preach from love. We thank you for your word now. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank God. You may be seated in the presence of God. Psalm 100. Thank you, ushers. It's one of the, one of the most used or most popular psalm that was written. It's a psalm of thanksgiving to God. It's a psalm or song that was written while the people of God was in the temple of God. While in the presence of God offering sacrifices of praise. I want to emphasize that sacrifice of praise because it's amazing because that's exactly what they did in the Old Testament. Going to the temple of God meant something. Serving in the temple meant something. As a matter of fact, those who served in the temple were set apart for that duty only. So they, if they were to get the sanctuary together, that was their job. That's what they did for a living. That's what they did in their service to God. The temple meant something. God's presence meant something. And I just want to remind you, and I think every now and then we need a reminder that when we come into the house of God, the church that is, that we are literally coming into the presence of a holy God. Everything in this place is holy. 
and it must be treated as holy. David sets a great example of what praise is supposed to be like. David praised God according to Psalm 116. He praised God seven times a day. Isn't that something? Seven times a day, David would pause. You know, some of us pray three times a day, but can you imagine seven times a day, David would pause to break out in a praise? The word praise comes from a Hebrew word, todah. Now, the word todah means, it's a derivative of yada which means to throw something. The word todah means to acknowledge someone or something for the goodness of it, like God. Oftentimes, we misunderstand praise. Oftentimes, we don't really truly understand what it means, but as I started to look at these two words, toda, which means, which is a derivative of yada, and the word yada means to throw or to cast something. So literally, when I come into the presence of God, when I come to praise God, I'm expressing thanks to God, my toda, but My yada is me casting it upon him. Not just casting my cares upon him, but casting my praise upon him. I wish I had somebody. Praise is contagious. Praise is like allergy to the devil. As a matter of fact, the moment you start praising, the devil will get to leaving. Do I have anybody? I want to tell you something. Praise has the ability. Come on, somebody. Along with prayer, but praise has its own, it's its own entity. And praise, there's something about praise that stirs up the devil and gets him to going. I want you to try the next time you find yourself in a bad situation. The next time you find yourself on the losing end of life. The next time you find yourself losing and you want a victory, I want to tell you that your victory is found in your praise. I can prove this to you because watch this. The children of Israel, before they even went out to battle, the first thing, the people that went before them was the priest. Not only did the priest go before them, but the praises went right after them. <laughs> Do I have anybody? And oftentimes what I found out, amen, is that, that you got to know that in the midst of your trials, in the midst of your circumstance, you got to put a praise on it. You got to praise God because let me say this to you this morning. When, when they would go to battle, they understood that we're going to battle, but they were not 
praise him because can you imagine this? You're going to battle. You know you're going to have some casualties. You know some people are going to die, but yet you have so much faith, so much trust in God that you can praise your way while going into battle. And watch this. It's because of the sounds of your praise that the enemy gets to running. And that's what we find in the book of Second Chronicles. We, we find that they were in the wilderness of sin. And while they were coming through, they were about, they, they, had been, they were outnumbered. But what we find, saints, is that as they were marching through, it was their praise that put the devil to flight. And I'm talking to somebody here this morning. That you gotta, you gotta reevaluate your praise. You gotta dig deep down and ask yourself a question. How good has God been to you? Do I have anybody? But there's a word I wanna introduce you to this morning. In addition to praise, in addition to victory, it's a word that has crept into the church today. And the word is called apathy. The dictionary defines the word apathy as lack of feeling mm, or emotion. The word also means impassiveness, lack of interest or concern, especially regarding matters of general importance or appeal or indifferences. The word can be summed up in the expression, I could care less. And I don't know about you, <laughs> but I want to tell you something. We can learn all this Bible. Come on, somebody. We can, we can pray. We can get on our knees and pray for hours upon hours. But if you don't have a praise, <laughs> and if you are apathetic towards your praise, and if you're not praising God Amen. You're going to find out that you may lose that battle because praise is just as important as reading in your Bible. Praise tells me that I'm willing to get low in order to say to God, God, thank you for all the things that you have done for me. Do I have anybody? And I found out lately, I found out that sometimes apathy can creep into the church and intellectual folk can start thinking, amen, I can think my way through it or I can, yeah, I can figure this out systematically. But I want to tell you something. Sometimes all you got to do is open your mouth and say, ta-ta, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for all that you have done for me. Thank you for waking me up this morning. And I want to tell you something. By the time you leave church, you'll find out that your victory has already, been, has already come. And God has already turned that situation around for you. Men, I want to tell you something. There's something powerful about when a man praises God. When a man, the Bible says, when men lift up holy hands praising God, something starts happening in the atmosphere. Something starts happening around you. You can change your life. You can change your home. You can change your circumstances if you stop complaining and stop dropping your head and stop feeling defeated because your victory is in your praise. 
Brothers, I want to encourage you to open your mouth and say, Lord, thank you. I want to, I want to encourage you to open your mouth every now and then and say hallelujah. Every now and then you got to say glory be to God. God, you have brought me from a mighty long way. Lord, I know it was nobody but you. Can you imagine David seven times a day he would praise God and one of those times he praised God so much he danced out of his clothes. You heard the song before. I want to dance like David danced. The question is what was so amazing about what God had done for him that he danced out of his clothes. I want to tell you something. I don't know how much you want your victory, but your victory is found in your praise. The psalmist writes this to encourage us. The, the psalmist writes this psalm to tell us something about being thankful. And I want to say to somebody here this morning, your praise is found in your level of thankfulness. The more thankful and grateful you are, come on somebody, the more you can praise God for the little things. You can praise God for the big things. That's easy. But it's the little things that you can just sit back and think back over your life and say, God, look at where you brought me from. I don't deserve it. I don't, I know I don't deserve it. I should have been dead and gone. Life has been tough. I don't find, I can't praise because I know the enemy wants me to stop my praise. But if the devil can stop a church from praising God, he has done his job. Praise is your key. And the psalmist says, he says, shout. First thing he says. Now, I know we want to be conservative and cute in church. <laughs> Amen. And I know I'm a teaching pastor. You know, I'm a teaching preacher. I'm a teach, preach kind of pastor. But every now and then, saints, <laughs> we got to get out of our comfort zone. Come on, somebody. And every now and then, that word, that word shout, that word shout in the Hebrew, it means to split someone's ears. The word means to raise the battle cry. I'm going somewhere with this. Watch this. You may not understand my shout this morning, but when I look back over my life, yo, I wish I had somebody. The word shout, you know what it means? It means to sound the alarm. And talking to somebody here this morning, you got to sound the alarm. The devil has been trying to defeat you and you're just sitting back quiet. You got to learn how to shout your way through. You got to learn how to praise your way through. You got to learn how to sound the alarm. He says shout. So, so the first thing I want to give you, you, there's victory in your praise because you know you've already won the victory. You, I'm sorry, you've already have the victory. That you already have the victory. Write that down. You already have the victory. And the reason I can sound the alarm is just like the smoke detector. Come on, somebody. It's just like the smoke detector, listen, until it detects smoke, hallelujah, it won't go off. The question I have for you today, how hot is it in your life? 
How bad is it? <laughs> Have you been fanning the flames? Have you been trying to, watch this, because the noise can become real loud. See, the noise is an indicator, watch this, of how bad you really need help. Oh, Your shout indicates something. I'm going somewhere. You can be quiet all you want, but your shout tells me something. Your shout tells me something. Your shout, amen, tells me that you are in trouble. Your shout tells me that you need some help. Your shout tells me, hallelujah, that something needs to be realigned in your life, that something needs to happen in your life. Somebody here this morning, I want to tell you something. You have been, you haven't been shouting, you've been complaining. There's a difference between a shout and a complaint. The shout says, God, I'm sounding the alarm. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, you got to sound the alarm. You got to tell God all about it. And this is how you sound the alarm. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Yeah, Lord, thank you for all that you have done. Lord, I die you. Lord, I die you. Lord, I worship you. I magnify your holy name. You are El Elyon. You are Alpha and Omega. You are the beginning and the end. Listen, my trouble is on my back. Folk is talking about me. Friends are few. Finances are gone. But God, I need to sound this alarm. How do I sound this alarm? By praising him for who he is. Because I know I already have the victory. When you know you've already got the victory, you can shout in advance because the devil thought he defeated you. But you got to sound the alarm. You know something that the world don't know, that you got help on your side. Do I have somebody? He says, shout. But he says, shout joyfully. He says, shout joyfully. Not only must I shout, but the next thing I got to do is I got to maintain my level of joy. The next thing I must do is not allow anybody to take my joy. Turn to them and say, stop taking my joy. <laughs> Your joy. He says, shout what? Joyfully. And there are people who are being robbed Sunday after Sunday. I watch and say, man, why are they coming into God's presence? I appreciate you coming. <laughs> but it's the way that you come before God. Usually, if you go to a party, you may get there, amen, right? You may not get there the way you want to get there, but you got there. But isn't it amazing how when the music start playing, What's that happening? Your mood change. You got a few spirits in you. Come on, y'all. You start feeling, feeling the rhythm and the beats and yeah, you follow what I'm saying. You eat a little food. You got, you know what I mean? You start, 
you know, stuff start changing, right? And then all of a sudden, you start smiling. You start having a good time. And you start interacting with people. Oftentimes, people come to church and they stay the same way. They look like the world is on their shoulder. They look like stuff is just bothering them. And I, my question is, who stole your joy? He says, sound the alarm, but when you do, do it with joy because you already have the victory. And because you already have the victory, you don't have to worry. You don't have to complain. You don't have to be troubled, saints, because God has already given you the victory. He just wants to see how bad do you want it. If I've already gotten the victory, then why should I be down? Watch what he says. Watch what he says. Some people pretend to have joy. You can tell because they never shout. Remember, you're not shouting just to shout, but to express to God your emotion towards him. So every now and then you got to just shout. Sometimes, you know what? Sometimes you just got to do it. You got to get it out. How I many you say, I didn't have enough? I'm at my breaking point. I'm at the point where I'm ready to fall apart. I'm ready. Hey, listen, every now and then a good shout. <laughs> Come on, somebody. We don't punch bags, we shout. <laughs> but look what he says. Look what he says. He says, shout joyfully. Hmm. See, this is the problem. Problem is we've been shouting at each other. Husband and wife. Amen. Shouting at the kids. Shouting at everybody. He says, shout to who? The Lord. See, the reason I know that victory is in my praise is because I know who I'm shouting to. I'm, I'm talking to someone who can do something about my situation. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. I, I, I'm praising someone who I know after I have praised him, guess what? He shows up and turns things around. Anybody ever praised him? Like, have, you ever, have you ever praised him like that before? Have you ever praised him and then all of a sudden you see stuff started to happen in your life? Am I by myself? Do I have some people here that have seen God through your praise? Watch this. Your victory is in your praise because of the object. Watch this. Write this down. Because of the object of your praise. The object of your praise. He says, shout to the Lord, the self-existing one, Jehovah, the God who created heaven and earth. Saints, you and I have a privilege that we can shout to the Lord of this earth. There are times when, yes, life gets tough, but guess what? Don't forget who brought you this far by faith. He says, shout joyfully. And listen, I know not every day is going to be a joyful day. 
But listen, I've noticed there are periods in my life, can I just talk to you? There are periods in my life where I am not, I'm shouting, but I'm yelling at God. I'm not really praising him. I'm complaining to him. Do I have anybody? Have you looked at your prayer lately? Have you, have you looked? Listen, even in your praise, it doesn't even sound right. Amen. He says, shout joyfully to the Lord. Watch this. Watch this. All the earth. It's a command. So here's one thing I want to tell you about praise. Praise is universal. It's not just amen for you and I. Because here's the reason why I say that. If you won't praise the earth will praise him. The rocks will cry out in your place. The trees will praise him. Matter of fact, the trees are praising him right now. <laughs> the wind will praise him. The sun will praise him. The moon will praise him. The clouds will praise him. The birds will praise him because God is due praise. He says, he says what? All the earth. So there's victory in your praise because, watch this, praise because you know who you belong to. Write it down, write it down, write it down. There's victory in your praise because you know who you belong to. Not only the object, I know the object of my praise, but I know who I belong to. Many of us have developed a me mentality. It's all about me. Make me happy. When it comes to praise, me has to die and he has to come alive. Come on, somebody. I'm saying one more time. When it comes to praise, me have to die and he has to come alive. He says, praise him. Praise, he says, he says, shout joyfully all the earth. In Psalm 27, God, David said this. David said, the Lord is my shepherd. He's speaking not as a shepherd, even though he was a shepherd, but he spoke with a strong sense of pride and devotion and admiration to God. He was literally boasting like this. He was saying, hey, look at who my shepherd is. The question is, when you're praising him, are you bragging on him? Is the object of your praise your problem or the Lord? Because if you won't do it, God says, I got somebody who will. Come on, somebody. God's got people that will praise him. Saints, God's got people who will praise him. And I understand that we all go through things. But when we make our problems bigger than our God, our praise declines. And we start complaining. We're not sounding the alarm anymore. Are you with me? It's all in the text. Now watch this, watch this. Watch what he says in verse 2. Look what he says. He says, he says, 
he moves, so first of all, if you look at the text, the text changes stanzas here. There's a switch. So we go from shouting to what? To serving. Let me say it one more time. You can't shout if you ain't serving. Say one more time for you. Let me see if I can get it out to you. The Bible says, shout joyfully to the Lord all the earth. And then he goes on from shouting. And then what did he say? Oh. So, so you're telling me that I can't just come and hear a word gone? Well, let me see. He says, serve the Lord. Hmm, that word serve means to work. I'm going to say it one more time. The word also means a worshiper. Servitude. He says, serve the Lord. So there's victory in my praise. You ready for this? Because you're serving with the right attitude. Say it one more time. Because you're serving with the right attitude. See, how can I keep shouting to someone, asking someone for help? God, that is. And I'm not, I'm not doing anything for him. So that puts me in the position of a receiver mm -hmm, and not a giver. Now, the question is, am I really serving him? Amen. And, but, but here's the thing. Am I serving him with the right attitude? Because he says, shout joyfully. <laughs> Serve the Lord. And watch this. This is what I love. The next part of this, two parts of this verse it tells you something, that when you come before God, you have to come with something. You have to come, number one, with joy. Number two, he says, serve the Lord with what? So in other words, you got to bring something to him. And, and as I was looking at this song, I said, man, this is deep. So God is telling me there's a way that I come before him, but your victory will not come if you're always sad, if you're always complaining, if you're always crying, if you're always saying, woe is me, if you're always saying, I got the losing end of life. We all got the losing end of life, but God is great. Are y'all with me? He says, serve the Lord. I'm like, man, serve? I don't know what that was. Until I submitted myself to God and to leadership. I had to learn as a man how to serve because I didn't know how to serve. I was selfish. Come on, somebody. And some of us, we're selfish with our time. We're selfish with our talent. We're selfish with our treasures. And God is saying, you want me when you want me. You sound the alarm when you need me. But when I'm counting on you, you're nowhere to be found. 
He says, he says, serve the Lord with gladness. This word gladness means to rejoice, a feeling or an attitude of joyfulness, cheerfulness. Amen. Nehemiah, Nehemiah 8.10 says, indeed, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Nehemiah said, the joy of the Lord is my strength. So how I make it through is I got to keep my joy. I got I to gotta praise. because Watch this. I understand my praise because it brings me to a place of servitude. And watch this. I have to serve him with the right attitude. Saints, I look at serving God as a privilege. Watch this, as a privilege. And yeah, I know you can say, well, I can go from this church to that church. Yeah, I get all that. But the question is, have you put your roots down in a place long enough where you can truly say you've had personality differences? (laughs) You've had, yeah, God's showing you about you. The moment someone vexes you, that's an opportunity for you to grow. See, there's victory in your praise. If you could honestly say, I'm serving God with the right attitude. He says, what does he say? He says, serve the Lord with what? Gladness. It's a privilege. It's a privilege, leaders. You're not just carrying the title. It's a privilege to serve him. Because I know when I need help, I got an alarm. I'm going to sound. From now on, we're going to shout. From now on, we're going to be glad. From now on, we'll have joy. Because if I'm not serving, I won't have joy. If I'm not shouting, I can't praise. Look what he said. He said, serve the Lord with gladness. I'm almost done. He says, huh. Come what? Come what? Come where? Come where? Come, come, come. Listen, you can't do it at Bedside Baptist. You can't do it. (laughs) You can't do it. They are not open all the time. That's about convenience. He says, come before me, come before him, approach him. So there's victory in your praise because you approach him with your best. Because you approach God with your best praise. You're joyful. Listen, when you come into this church, you should feel joy. You should want to shout. Don't don't worry about people who look at you crazy after you shout. Don't worry about them. (laughs) They ain't got nothing to shout about. They haven't been where you've been. Come on, somebody. They they haven't they haven't experienced what you're experienced. And that's the problem today in church. Folk be looking at folk that shout and they're like, what's wrong with her? Ain't nothing wrong with her. She's perfectly fine. Ain't nothing wrong with him. He's perfectly fine. Why? He's got something to shout about. All may not be well, but the brothers shout. All may not be good, but the sister is praising. Come on, somebody. 
because they got the right attitude and they've been serving so they understand this, that serving the Lord is going to pay off after a while. I want to talk to somebody. Don't you quit. Don't you give up. Don't you throw in the towel. It's a privilege to serve God. He says, he says, he says, come before him. You see, when we develop faithfulness to God and his church, then your praise becomes genuine. Are you with me? You see, we may have been imitating other people's, yeah, faith, other people's praise, but when your praise becomes personal, oh, let me talk to you for a minute. I'm going to say it one more time. When your praise becomes personal, it belongs to you. I'll never forget the day that I learned. I, listen, I, I learned. I le- listen, I used to be embarrassed. Like, you know, I ain't got no beat. And that, you know, I'm just off beat and stuff. And, and I used to stand in the pulpit every Sunday with my pastor. And I used to say, man, man, I, I can't. Everybody's all excited. I'm like, man, when am I going to get that? I need to get that, whatever that is. And i never forget this day. I was sick. I was so sick. But I made it to church. I made it to church. Amen. I made it to church. Amen. I was, listen, you couldn't beat me to church. I will come before him because I understood where my deliverance was. When I got there, when I got there that Sunday morning, and I, I started to lift my hands, and, and then it just came out. It just, I said, Lord, thank you. I started praising him. I said, Lord, you're wonderful. You're awesome. You're mighty. You're great. You're an amazing God, and I love you. I don't see you, but I love you. I, I know you're there. My faith is weak, but guess what? I'm sounding the alarm today, God. I want to hear from you. I want to know you. I want to be with you, God. I know who you are. God, thank you for saving my soul. And the appreciativeness, the gratefulness started flooding my heart. God, delivered me and healed me in that moment. I'll never forget that. So what I'm saying to you today, Vision, is we got to start praising God. We got to start complaining. We have a building to build. Come on, somebody. We have some land to acquire. We have some programs we need to put in place. We have a summer camp to run. We have schools to open. We got things to do, but it's not going to be with your money. It's going to be with your praise. We got things to do. And we got to praise God for what he's going to do. Don't wait till he does it. Come on, somebody. Start praising him now for the job. Lord, thank you. I already got that job. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Where can I fit in? Where can I serve? Where can I, where can I serve? Where do you want me? Are you with me? That's what he said. What did you say? He said, come before him. <laughs> Look what he said. He said, come before him with what? Something you can't sing. I know that. <laughs> we shall try. Watch what he says to come with. See, he says come with. You never come to church. Listen, you may not have a dime in your pocket. But if you come into this church with a smile on your face, 
joy in your heart. I used to be that person. I had nothing in my pocket. Broke all the time. Broke was my middle name. They say broke is a mentality. It broke. I had no money. I'm broke. But I learned how to praise. And I've been slacking lately on my praise. I got to get back to my praise. I got to get back to my little praise. I got to get back to, yeah, I got to get back. I've been slacking a little bit lately. We've been slacking a little bit. We got to get back to pray. We got to get back to having joy. Yeah, I know it's hot outside. I know, I know it's hot outside, but it's cool up in here. And we have everything we need, hallelujah, to praise God. Come on, somebody. We've defied the odds. Come on, somebody. You with me? Watch this. We've defied the odds. Amen. When we didn't have a musician. Come on, somebody. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. Y'all not hearing me, man. Listen, listen, listen. When we didn't have a musician and we had to use video to worship. Come on, somebody. When we didn't have a choir, when we didn't have a praise team. Guess what? When we didn't have any of those stuff, we found a way to praise God. We found a way to lift our hands. We found a way to say hallelujah. We found a way to say thank you, Lord. We found a way, hallelujah, to get past where we are. Now we have a choir. Now we have a musician. Now we have a drummer. We got some drums. And it's not there just for the people to play it so that you can hear it. No, the next point, last point I want to give you, there's victory in your praise because you participate in worship. You are no longer a spectator. The choir does not come to sing to entertain you on Sunday morning. They, they don't. They are not there for that reason. The musician is not here to play so you can say, oh, she can play real good. The drummer's not here to play the drums so you can say, oh, yeah, he sure can drum. No. You and I will never get our victory until we participate in worship. Watch this. Watch this. How do you approach God? When you make your way to the house of, Lord, of the Lord, are you preparing to meet God? The Psalms was, were preparation songs. Listen to this. It was preparation songs to prepare them to enter into his presence. Think about that for a moment. Sunday mornings is when everything go wrong in the house. The iron don't work. Stockings ruined, as she said. <laughs> Can't find your right shoes. Can't find your socks. The alarm wouldn't go off. Out of all the days of the week, the alarm don't go off on Sunday. So what does that tell you? Something about your praise. Come on, somebody. Y'all not trying to hear me. Listen, there's something about your praise. And your praise is so infectious that Satan knows, man, if I can get you to praise, you're going to have a good week. 
So tomorrow morning when you get up, sound the alarm. <laughs> sound the alarm. God, I'm going to praise you. God, I'm going to magnify you. You see, what are you thinking on the way to the house, to the house of God? Here's the other thing. What are you listening to while coming to the house of God? What are you singing when you come to the house of God? Watch this. And what are you bringing to add to the worship experience? No longer should you come and not contribute something to, yeah, to the, to the betterment of every worship service that we have. Starting today. It may just be a thank you. It may be to go up to a brother or sister and say, man, you look good today. It may be something that you can add to the worship. That's how you serve God. So that our worship will go to another level. Listen to this. There was a brother, a rural brother, considered to be old-fashioned. And he visited a great city temple. As the minister drove home some of the great truths, the brother shouted in the church, Praise the Lord! Whereupon the usher touched him on his arm and whispered to him, Be quiet. You can't praise the Lord in this church. <laughs> that seems like the wrong church, isn't it? I want to tell you something, saints. How many of you want victory today? How many of you want your victory? It's in your praise. I found a secret. He says, come before me with thanksgiving and praise. He says, he says, look what he says. He says, come before him with joyful. Why would I come before a living God? I don't even know why they even had to instruct him. But I understand life. And yeah, I know that you're going through some stuff right now, but does God deserve that? Hmm. He deserves your best. As I close today, I want to encourage you to know this. This week, stop practicing in the mirror. <laughs> Amen. Everybody got a song. Everybody, listen, you may not have no tune or note, but you got a song. Hey, how many of you got a song? Come on, give God praise.